Coming up, we have stories about updates to previous stories, leaving your partner at Disney World, leaving your partner alone in the woods, which we were tagged in a whole lot, I guess, asking social media who is more attractive. Seems like a great idea. Asking someone to pretend they aren't pregnant. Coerced adoptions, crazy baby name stories, which is not what you think it is. So stay tuned. We have more drama than a congressional hearing coming up. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder with another AITA story for you, and this is an update to the Am I the Askonaut Because I, 38 female, don't want to take my stepson, 9, on vacation. We definitely won't be going on vacation without stepson. After a couple hours of replies, I decided to show this to my husband. We sat down and had a really long talk about it. He told me he's never been comfortable with my attitude toward my stepson, but didn't know how to say it to me before. I don't want to be a bad person, I just never thought of stepchildren being yours. I don't think it would be easy for anyone to accept this level of criticism, but all of your replies have shown me I have a lot of work to do. Um, okay, so time out. I, I hope you guys remember the story that we're talking about here, but this line, I, I think it would be hard for anyone to accept this little level of criticism. What are you doing posting a story on an Am I the Askonaut thread if you don't want to receive criticism? I mean, you're inviting it, literally inviting it. Game on. As many of you suggested, and so did my husband, I intend to see a therapist to help me with that. As I said, I don't hate my stepson in any way. I have never been deliberately cruel to him. I've just always thought of him as my husband's child, but I realize my mindset needs to change. So I'm going to start working on that. I want my family to be the best that it can be, and I need to accept that it includes my stepson. Lots of hope in that statement. I understand that now, and I'm going to start seeing a therapist to become a better person. We've also talked about maybe having family therapy, too. I've also made up with my mom, and she was 100% behind the changes I want to make in my life. It wasn't easy to hear everything you said, but I understand that I needed to hear it. This is a uh, this is a short update, but it's an important one here because, because the, the tone that comes through on this is like, yes, I, I know that it was wrong, but there's there's a starting point. There's a starting point that needs to happen where it's it's a worldview change. And, and yes, that's not going to happen overnight. However, this was like an ASCON one offense before. She's had the opportunity since this kid was four and had lost his mother to step in and build a bond. And it's been five years now and has not done that. So jumping in and doing it at this point is going to be tough because I'm sure this kid now knows distance between the two of you. Right. It's, it's not going to be an immediate thing for the child either. He's not going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, ma, it's the damage has been done for five years and undoing that and then moving to a positive place is going to take a hell of a lot of work and a hell of a long time. She knows that it's wrong now, but that's that's all we've achieved here. He hasn't had someone to fill that mom role. And the closest he's got is stepmom here who cre- keeps him at a big distance. The comment that we had in the Dusty Thunder subreddit from user SnowXTC is, this is definitely redeeming, but I wonder how many people feel this way about their stepkids. Obviously, there are the evil stepparents that probably aren't redeemable, but what about the mindset here? How do we change the mindset and educate people? What seems obvious to me and many others is not to some people. Yeah, and that gets down to the worldview thing. It gets down to the, I think a lot of a lot of people, me included, look at this as a package deal. Whenever, whenever you enter a relationship with someone who has children, you aren't just entering a, a relationship with them. It is a 
a package deal and you accept everything 100% or nothing. You don't get to pick and choose what you keep and what you take here. That's not how at least a healthy blended family works at all. It's, it's you accept it all or you don't accept any of it. The fact that hubby here knew it was wrong and didn't know how to bring it up to her is is a little bit alarming because you know, it's been going on for five years. You, you'd think that you would learn how to speak up at some point and have a conversation about that, but just let it continue, which is obviously not the great thing to do. But was planning on not taking him on vacation and got torn apart. And that is when she realized she's like, oh, apparently I'm doing something wrong here. I mean, I asked if I'm the astronaut and got told that I was. And she's really having a struggle with that now. So I, I don't know. Can this viewpoint change? This path is going to require undoing damage that was previously done and then moving so just to get back to zero and then moving positive, and that's tough. So what has dad been telling son? Probably nothing, because if he didn't know how to how to breach the subject with his wife, he probably didn't know how to breach the subject with his kid either. He just didn't know what to say, so said nothing. Most people will look at that scenario and be like, yeah, that's a whole lot of work. I'm going to spend my entire life trying to get there. Yeah, yeah, you are. But you know what? Being a parent is about spending your entire life trying to get somewhere anyway, right? It's about spending your entire life trying to strengthen that bond, trying to do the right thing for them. And this is where it gets really tricky for me is this this OP never once had the child's best interests as a priority. And I don't know if that is something that you can fix in therapy. I don't know. I hope it is. And I hope that everybody puts forth the work needed here to make that happen. But I don't know if it's possible. I think the damage has been done and I don't know if she's going to do the work to undo it. Man, does this help her move move on from Ascon 1? Does this help her at least show some initiative here? I'm going to bring it up. I don't I don't believe I don't believe a word of it. So as a reminder on the scale four, Ascon four is you could have done it differently. Three is you should have done it differently. Ascon two is you definitely shouldn't have done that. And Ascon one is you're a terrible human. Man, I, there's a lot of words about wanting to change things here. Does that move her from Ascon one to two? Or is this a show? Personally, there's going to have to be a whole lot more than saying you're going to go to therapy to try to do things right to move you off of Ascon 1 for this. There has to be some actual initiative and action taken to start undoing the damage. That process has not started yet. She said, I'm planning to do XYZ. Nothing has happened. So he's sticking in one for a while there. <laughs> Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is Am I the Astronaut for posting myself and my girlfriend to a social media podcast that determines who's more attractive. Tell you what, we're just going to go ahead and start right off with this because this sounds like a really bad idea. I'm going to read it again just to let that sink in. Am I the Astronaut for posting myself and my girlfriend to a social media podcast that determines who's more attractive? Bro. Wishing I had my Brozo animation ready. I don't have it done yet. So I like the social media podcast guys that do a series of who's better looking out of couples that submit their pics to these people. I showed my girlfriend a video a while ago and we laughed over it. I asked if she wanted to be on it and she was skeptical at first. I told her I was less attractive anyway, so it wouldn't be a big deal. And she said, all right, sure. Let me know when the video is made. She was skeptical at first, bro. Then one day the video was found by her niece and sent to her. She came home super upset because the guys on the clip agreed I was way more good looking. And a few comments agreed with thousands 
of likes. It got a decent amount of views, close to 70k, and the whole thing was extremely embarrassing for her. She's been completely avoidant for days on my end, and the whole thing seems like my fault. It seems like it. You're right. I contacted the guys to remove the video. They understood and took it down, but by then, both our friends and her family had seen it and messaged us with laughing emojis similar. I don't get why the blame is pinned on me despite her agreeing. I'm aware that I suggested it, but I don't think that's a crime in and of itself. I feel guilty for the whole thing and tried to make it up to her, but she won't let go of this incident. She's taken two days off from work. We've not even touched or hugged or eaten together in the same room, feeling like we're not even dating. Okay. What are you doing, bro? Okay, Candy Thunder left us a comment on this with her own thoughts. She says, what in the what? One who sends their pictures into this podcast and who created this podcast. I think they created it just to break people up and make them insecure about their relationship. This guy has to secretly think he's more attractive and wanted validation. That is 100% possible. Why would he want to be a part of this in the first place? And where my brain is, is thinking, what's the outcome? Like, what are you going to achieve here? What are the possible paths? Of course, this is what I'm thinking. Where could this potentially go? And the first thing you think of is, well, it's going to cause problems no matter which way it goes somebody's going to get hurt. Why would you enter your relationship into a game where wannabe is going to get hurt? Why does that seem like a good idea to anybody? And if there is just the smallest chance that your significant other is going to be the one that gets hurt, why in the F would you ever bring this up? Why would you ask her? You put her in a position where if she said no, it was going to be the same amount of pain as her getting called the less attractive one. It would be her admitting that to herself and her seeming scared. And then to you, it creates a whole vibe. So this was just a terrible, terrible idea. It was a terrible idea, man. Why? Why would? Yes, it's 100% your fault. You're a brozo. You're an idiot, man. You never thought about the possible paths this could take and the damage that could happen with it. And yeah, Candy Thunder may be onto something here with the people who created this podcast and them wanting to use it just to break people up and make them insecure about their relationship. What good could ever come from this? We don't have ages. We don't have like how long they've been together. We don't know anything, but except that they are boyfriend and girlfriend, at least they were at the uh, at the writing of this post. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they aren't anymore. Not just that. He's done permanent damage to this girl. This girl's self-esteem has now taken a huge hit, and this is a scar she's going to carry with her forever. She's going to have trouble in future relationships if she ever opens herself up to that. Like, what are you doing? doing i don't need to talk about the scale you get the ask on one brozo special it's a dinner for one see i think he put her in a corner here i'm not putting the girlfriend on the scale here because yes she reluctantly agreed to it i think he gave her no choice because if she didn't it would cause maybe not as much damage but it would cause still cause damage and it would be her essentially validating a fear that is within herself about her self-esteem Either way, he gave her no choice but to like get hurt a little or gamble on potentially not getting hurt or getting hurt a lot. And she took the gamble. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for telling my family that if I can't bring my newborn to my father's birthday, then they won't see my family again? 
I, female 24, and my husband, 32, recently just welcomed our daughter into the world four months ago. My daughter was supposed to have a cousin that was a month older than her, but my brother, 30, and his wife, 31, unfortunately had a stillborn at seven months, and she had to give birth to her dead child. This was very hard for my brother and his wife because she had many miscarriages and everyone thought this would be their rainbow baby. After the loss, they both grieved so much to the point my brother lost his job and they ended up moving in with our parents. It was now expected of me to never talk about my pregnancy when I visited and I was also expected to wear baggy clothes to hide my belly, which I didn't do much because my brother and his wife were very cold to me whenever I visited. This became worse when I gave birth and my husband decided to post a typical video of the baby's hand wrapped around the father's finger. It was adorable, and honestly, we were just stuck in the moment of finally having our daughter with us. My parents didn't come to see my daughter at all because they were busy consoling my brother's wife after they saw my husband's post. It did hurt, but I was lucky to have my husband and his whole family by my side. That being said, my family hasn't seen my daughter not once since she was born. Whenever they host dinners, it's expected that I leave my baby home and I'm banned from talking about her or the challenges I face every day. I've been fed up with this arrangement since it started. My father's birthday is coming up and everybody was talking about it in our family group chat and I asked it if I could bring daughter's name because my husband would not be able to watch her that day because of work. I was, of course, hit with how they weren't ready and I was selfish to bring it up, especially since they were still grieving. I calmly told them that it was hard that I can't talk to my own family about something so life-changing and I was just expected to hide it, which resulted in me saying that they were the selfish ones. I ended up saying that I was done, and if my daughter wasn't allowed, then they would no longer be hearing from me, because I was tired of accommodating them and not getting anything but loneliness in return. Now I've been getting messages from my parents that I was stressing my brother and his wife out, and I should be more mature, but they didn't seem to care when I was struggling, so am I the asshole? We've talked about this before, and it's an unimaginable pain to go through that, right? Like it's, it's a scar they're going to carry forever and it's going to take time and it's going to be tough. However, it doesn't mean that the world is going to stop spinning. It doesn't mean that people are going to stop having babies. It doesn't mean that other people who are having children aren't allowed to celebrate that. It doesn't mean that they aren't allowed to bring their kids around. Whenever you start taking your trauma and forcing other people to live their lives differently to accommodate you, you're the asshole. I'm so glad that OP stood up for herself here and said, oh, look, hey, guess what? My baby exists. I have a kid. You haven't met her yet, so you don't know. You guys have chosen to pretend like your grandchild doesn't exist because you're accommodating to someone who went through trauma. And I understand that, but there's accommodating and then there's there's just pretending. And at this point, they're pretending. They're pretending like the rest of the world doesn't exist. Pretending like this baby doesn't exist isn't going to make it not exist. At some point, rent's going to come due on that. At some point, they're going to have to face it. If they're not comfortable with it, then they probably need to go somewhere else. They can choose not to be around it, and that's a choice they can make for themselves, but forcing other people to do things to accommodate your trauma is bullshit. You can choose to remove yourself from the situation. You cannot choose to force someone else to do something differently to accommodate your feelings. Maybe I'm being too hard on this, but it just seems like such horseshit to expect someone who just had a baby to just 
pretend like that kid doesn't exist. And shame on the grandparents here for going along with this crap. It's their grandchild who now, right from the rip, have decided they aren't going to have a relationship with this kid ever. What kind of grandparent chooses not to go see their new grandbaby? That's a change in behavior. That's not a choice they would have otherwise made. I don't, I hope. It's sad. It is sad. It's sad for everybody because I, I, fortunately, I don't understand the pain that they're going through. We have had a fertility journey. Navy Thunder was an IVF baby. We, we get the emotional struggle of going through fertility issues. We understand that, but expecting the rest of the world to accommodate you through it is horseshit. You can make your own choices. You cannot make choices for other people. Not going to put the, uh, was it brother-in-law and his wife? Not not putting them on the scale. We're not going to do that. But the question here was, am I the astronaut for telling my family that if I can't bring my newborn to my father's birthday, then they won't see my family again? No, NTA. You stood up. You stood up for your child. And hopefully this can create enough pain with the grandparents specifically to create some change and wake them up. Hopefully. The world is not going to change for you. You can make your own choices to avoid things that will trigger that trauma if you, that is your individual choice. When you start choosing for other people, it's when you become the asshole. I don't think OP is an asshole for standing up for herself and for her child. Not at all. It has to happen at some point. And this is more about, to me, this is more about the grandparents. This is about the grandparents allowing this to take over their lives. And I understand they're living with them and that that's an additional complication, but they're going to have to wake up at some point and realize that they're sacrificing a relationship with their grandchild to accommodate someone's pain. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for leaving my wife alone at Disneyland? I mean, there are worse places to be left alone, right? At least there's plenty of things around to entertain. There's food, there's lodging, pretty much everything you could ever ask for right there. So my wife and I are currently not really talking to each other because of what happened on the last day of our vacation. On our last day, we went to Disneyland in Japan. That does change things a little bit. We had been in Japan for two weeks, and up until then, everything was pretty much okay. We had a lot of fun traveling around the country. We are from Europe, by the way. In the afternoon, as we were waiting in line, she asks me to tell a joke. So I told one, and that joke apparently hurt her feelings. She was upset and went quiet. I told her I was sorry, but she didn't accept my apology. She told me how that hurt her feelings and that I shouldn't be telling jokes like that. I was pissed. Why couldn't she just let it go and stop talking to her? The mood worsened and she suggested that we separate for a moment so that everyone could calm down. After about 15 minutes, she sent me a text message asking me to meet up. When I met her, we got into a huge argument where she told me she was sad because there is always a bit of truth behind a joke and how my joke ruined her mood. I asked her why she always felt the need to push it and that I told her I was sorry before. I told her that she was no fun to be with, got up and left the park. Ooh, left the park. She sent me a text asking if I was leaving her alone at the park, to which I didn't respond. She then called me and was crying on the phone. I asked if she could finally pull herself together. She didn't reply. I asked again, but she only asked crying if I was seriously leaving her alone like that to stop yelling at her. She drove me mad. She apologized for calling. I told her, nice try, but that's not working. And we hung up. I went back to the hotel, and when she came back about three hours later, she didn't talk to me. 
She took a shower and then told me she couldn't believe that I left her alone at the park. In a foreign country with no cell phone, her phone died after our call, that she didn't know how to get back to the hotel, the park was an hour away, and when she finally found the hotel that she couldn't get in because I had both keys. She had to ask other people to help her out and that she felt abandoned by me. We had another argument. I told her my view and she suggested that we put the matter aside as we had a long way home the next day. We've been home for two days now and we only talk to each other the bare minimum. She only told me that her trust in me was broken and that family never leaves someone behind, especially not in a foreign country, that I didn't care about what happened to her. I don't think I did something wrong. Maybe I really shouldn't have left her behind like that, but she kind of deserved it. She should have just accepted my apology and pulled herself together. My wife and I got into an argument on vacation and I left her alone and went back to the hotel. She is now angry with me for abandoning her in a foreign country, telling me her trust in me is broken. So am I the astronaut here? Yes. Yes. Okay, let me just make sure I have this straight. So you're waiting in line. She says, uh, this is boring. Tell me a joke. You tell a joke tell the wrong joke it hurts her feelings you you guys have a, a little tiff about that you meet back up to talk about it some more um it, it escalates but it escalates to the point where you leave her at disneyland in japan and go back to the room that is an hour away <laughs> yeah bro you stepped in it i can't imagine doing this to candy thunder because i care about her and even if we got into an argument and even if that argument was at freaking disneyland and even if that argument escalated to the point where we needed to separate for a little bit disneyland is huge it's huge you can literally go to other countries and still stay inside of disneyland you know what i mean like leaving the park was not necessary at all and I don't know what the joke was, and maybe maybe it was the wrong joke, and, and that's stupid. Maybe she should have accepted the apology. She did ask you to tell the joke, but whatever, man. That's not the thing that happened here. That's not where you stepped in it. You stepped in it when you left. I'm sure you didn't know her cell phone died, or maybe you did. If you have, like, Life 360, you know, I can tell whenever Candy Thunder's phone dies or gets below a certain percentage, or I can't imagine abandoning someone that I love in a, a place that they don't know in a foreign country and expecting them to just figure it out and, and find their way home. It's like literally every choice that happened was the wrong choice here. You brozoed up hardcore. Not, not that we really need to, but you know what? I don't, this was definitely a dumbass thing. It was a dumbass thing. Was it evil? Because ask on one is you're a terrible human. That's like that the evil, evil people belong there. Now, I cannot imagine ever doing this to Candy Thunder. And if I did do this, I would have had to have been in some kind of ask on one mindset where I was just scorched earth, burning everything down, throwing the relationship away, giving zero shits about what consequences came after that. So maybe it is an ask on one thing. You'd have to be willing to go scorched earth to do this kind of shit, wouldn't you? Or is it an ask on two? Definitely shouldn't have done that. It's it definitely checks that box. Definitely checks the ask on two box. Was it evil enough to hit ask on one? Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have yet another ask on one brozo combo. Congratulations, OP. You have won a dinner for one. I mean, if she knows his sense of humor and asks him to tell a joke, it's kind of a come what may thing, right? I can't imagine Candy Thunder asking me to do that either, though. Like, entertain me. 
tell me, tell me a joke. Make the time go by. Mostly because my jokes aren't like ready. I don't have canned jokes ready that I can tell. I just find funny things that happen as they happen. She could have been in serious trouble. And without a phone, without any way of, of establishing contact uh, in a foreign country where you don't speak the language, I'm assuming. And that would have been my big concern. It's, it, it's one of the main reasons why I never would have left Candy Thunder there in the first place. It's because I care about her, not just love her, not just not just as a relationship, but I care about her well-being. You know, this is a human I would I would like to to be safe. So I'm not going to put her in a position that would jeopardize that. Hey, this is Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for making my son's birth mom move out once the adoption was finalized? For the past seven years, my husband, 43 male and I, 37 female, have been trying to have children, but we've been unsuccessful as we've gone to specialists and have been assured that we can't have children. Our hearts were broken, and since then, we've wanted nothing less than to become parents and have something to call our own. Last year, we decided we would volunteer helping at foster homes and helping the youth and young adults that were struggling with homelessness. While doing this, we met our son's birth mother, uh, A, 19 female. She was pregnant and struggling with homelessness, and we offered to take her in, help her with maternity clothes, healthcare, transportation with doctors, appointments, etc. She took us up on her offer and moved in. And that's when she began telling us that her child's father wasn't in the picture and she had no way to provide for him. She didn't know what she was going to do and had no job or way of caring for him. She was 20 weeks pregnant around this time. As our bond grew, we told her our struggles with having a child of our own and told her that it would mean the world to us to have a child as we are financially stable and a loving family. We offered to adopt him and have her be a sister figure to him. We told her this was completely her decision and we would support whatever she wanted. After a few weeks, she told us that she wanted us to adopt him once she gave birth and we agreed to an open adoption. We thanked her and we supported her in every way she needed and she also had her own own room and our home. Fast forward, she gave birth to our son, Aiden. I was there for the birth and our bond was unexplainable. Shortly after the next morning, she signed off on the adoption papers and terminated her rights. We then took him home along with her. About two weeks after his birth, she began becoming very clingy with our son. We explained that he was ours and she was welcome to help with him, but he was my son and I would make all the decisions regarding him. This upset her and she felt hurt. So we ultimately decided to ask her to move out. And once the adoption was finalized, we haven't had any contact with her since. We decided to close the adoption and we asked her not to contact us any further. His birth mother thinks I'm the asshole and accuses me of manipulating her with false pretenses. However, this is not true and Aiden is our son and I am his mother. So I have to do what's best for him. Am I the asshole? Um, uh, um, yeah, you, you did lure her into this under false pretenses. You did manipulate her and then you took her baby. You got her to agree to it. But but yeah, you're you played her for a child. And it sure seems like the only reason that you were helping people struggling with homelessness was so that you could get some kind of opportunity like this. Everything you said previously teased this up perfectly. This was not about her. This was not about you helping her. This was not about doing something good. This was a play to get you what you wanted. And then, and then you kicked her out. After you said that you would include her in his life and have her like a sister figure. And instead of being understanding about her being clingy with him, she just, it's, she birthed the baby. Of course, there's going to be a bond. Of course, she's going to want to hold him. Of course, she's going to want to care for him. Of 
course. You played her. This is a terrible thing to do. Top comment on here is you're not an asshole. You're evil. You found a young woman facing incredible obstacles, brought her into your home, groomed her to give up her child on the false pretense, and then slammed the door in her face. You lied to her about access she would have to her child, and you stole that child. You deserve the absolute worst. Candy Thunder left her thoughts here as well and said they did not do this out of the goodness of their heart. They volunteered looking for a young mom in this exact situation. 100%. They took advantage of someone who was in a situation who had no other choice. It feels like the smart thing to do if their heart was really in the right place and they really wanted to help this woman would have been for them to help her get on her feet and hope that they can still have some kind of connection with her and with this child so that they can be involved in the child's life. Not to the extent that they're going to take her baby from her. And even when it was, hey, we would love to raise this child and have you still involved. It's like, "Mm, but okay. But then get her to agree to it, sign the papers and kick her out and tell her not to contact you anymore. Wow. Wow. People. Wow. I I mean, yes, we're going to go fly straight to ask on one here because this is an absolutely terrible, evil thing to do to someone. You got what you wanted. After you got what you wanted, you no longer gave any shits at all about her and she was gone. Instead of trying to be understanding about that bond that exists between the baby and the person who birthed her and being understanding about her being clingy and about wanting to be somewhat involved, you instead said, no, that's my baby. I make all the decisions. You're going to have to go. What a truly terrible thing to do to someone. And now you're going to have to live the rest of your life knowing that the child that you're raising, you have because you screwed someone over. And guess what? If you've kicked her out now and she was homeless to begin with, what do you think is going to happen with her? They know exactly what's going to happen with her. That's why they did it. They orchestrated this entire situation and found someone that has no power to retaliate at all, has no legal power to do anything here. I mean, I can't guarantee she's right back to where she started, but look at it this way. She was up against it before, thought she had found a path to redemption, a path to being on her feet, and then her child was ripped from her. She was tricked into giving her child up. So now, and then she's kicked out. So she's right back to where she started. But now the despair that she had before about not knowing how she was going to be providing for her family or for her child is a completely different kind of despair now because she's literally lost everything. I don't know how you come back from that. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is Am I the Askonaut for naming my baby the same name as my child from a previous marriage? <laughs> what is happening? I, 39 female and husband, have recently had our fifth baby together. I also have a daughter, 16 female, from my previous marriage. If you read my previous AITA post, you will know that my daughter hates her younger siblings and has gone low contact with us since I announced this baby. She is currently living with her friend and only texts on rare occasions. Her name was a character from her and her dad's favorite TV show. My ex died when my daughter was eight. And although the name was my ex's choice, I have always thought it was a pretty name. When I had our latest daughter, I sent my elder daughter a text announcing it and included that they share the same first name. My husband's great aunt also has this name, so I did not see it as a problem. 
I'm giving you another red flag just for that one, lady. I assume she had no issue considering she does not associate with the family at all and would likely rarely see the baby. However, she was extremely angry and eventually told me to never talk to her again and I later received an angry message from her friend's father who she is currently living with. I don't see them sharing a name as a problem because not only will they not see each other often, but they also have different last names. So, am I the Askinaut? I would like to add that the names have different spellings. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. Here, here's the top comment on this. Top comment says, nothing says I'm replacing you with my new child, like giving them the same name. No, yeah, nothing says do over kid, like giving them the exact same name. Oh, OP, what are you doing? What are you doing? Who in their right mind would ever do this? I don't understand what in the F is going on with the world right now and how these people think that they're making rational decisions. Yeah, I don't see any problem here. They're never going to see each other. Wait, aren't they both still your children? You know, you OP, you know, you know that you have two kids by the same name and they're 16 years apart and one refuses to talk to you. Pretty sure the whole world knows what's going on here. You're not fooling anybody, OP. You've got a do-over kid. And you weren't even trying to hide it. You gave her the same effing name. Yeah, that's a shitty thing to do. Uh, yeah. Um, trying to, no matter if the, if the relationship was strained, like, I, I, I understand relationships get strained. That doesn't mean that you get to openly do over this kid. I'm going to wear out my ask on one button. I don't know what is happening here. Maybe it's just a sign of the times. We're just shit is getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And people are just doing crazier and crazier things and thinking that it's okay. But this it, literally everybody in the world knows what's going on with this. And OP is like, yeah, I don't see it as a problem at all. No, it's a problem. It's a problem. And you just solidified the fact that you are never going to have a relationship again with your 16 year old. Never, never going to be forgiven for it. And guess what? Your brand new iPhone baby is going to know someday why she has the name she has and it's gonna suck for her too it's not that hard to pick a different name yeah if you wanted to include it somehow that's that's different i mean people can have the same middle names but what are you doing there's my brother daryl my other brother daryl so now every time you say it out loud to people who know about your family and know you have another kid that's that has that name you're gonna have to say but it's spelled different this one has an i Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another Reddit story for you. This one is actually a relationship advice story, so it's not an AITA. I'm guessing someone's going to be the asshole here, though. It happens. Title of this is My 26 Female Fiance, 32 Male, Left Me Alone in the Woods. And this one we were tagged in or sent over 30 times, so... I'm sorry for the formatting or spelling. I'm typing this on the side of the road because I feel like I need quick responses on this. I've been with my fiance for six years. I am 26 female. He is 32 male. He's always had a short temper and often picks arguments over small things, but he's so very kind every other time that I've looked past it and maybe hoped to help him chill out. 
question mark. He's funny and I really do love him. I do my best to avoid arguments, but sometimes it's impossible. Anyway, we had gone to a beach about 45 minutes away from home located in a state park, which is not staffed or really patrolled well at all today and had been drinking and swimming and having a generally good time. I remember feeling so happy and content because we haven't argued in several days and he'd been in a good mood, etc. We began to leave and started heading home, still in good spirits. The beach was located in a remote area and neither of us had a phone signal to use the GPS to leave. He began to yell and take out his anger on the steering wheel and I instantly felt defensive. Like every happy moment of the day was crumbling right there because usually once this behavior starts, the day is ruined. I made the mistake of yelling back at him that he needed to chill out, quit making every, quit making everything such a huge deal, etc. I regret this, but I just felt so overwhelmed. I just wanted the good vibes to continue, you know? Well, nothing makes that happen like just like yelling at someone. Bring back the good vibes, man. Just chill out. Be happy. We argued back and forth for a few more moments before he angrily pulled the truck to a small paved parking lot where people usually stop to rest or grill food, that kind of thing. He screamed at me to get out and, like an idiot, I did. And he left me there. I sat in the brush and cried for a few minutes before a man approached me and started asking kind of uncomfortable questions about where I was from, who I was with, where they were. This is Disneyland in Japan all over again, isn't it? Isn't it? I tried to be friendly in the hopes that my fiance would return soon, but the stranger started touching my hands and offered me a ride home and it made me scared, so I lied and said I had to go meet my boyfriend at a spot nearby and walked down the road quickly. Piece of shit. I made it about a quarter of a mile away before I sat by a little pond where some people were fishing. I had no cell phone signal to call anybody to get me and I was scared to ask for help, so I just sat there and tried not to panic for almost three hours. I was alone the majority of the time, as when I arrived, the only people around were already packed and leaving. From 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., I was left alone in the forest. Until I was able to find cell phone service after wandering for a bit and called my fiancé's mom to come get me. It is now almost 8 p.m. and I am extremely sunburnt and thirsty. I'm quite pale and have been drinking all day until he left, but I finally walked far enough to get a signal to call his mom for help. I haven't spoken to him yet, but he has sent several messages that I just got, seeing as I had no signal, basically just asking where I was and complaining that I had his wallet in my purse. Jesus, dude. I'm still waiting for my ride to get there, still very lost and upset. I feel so hurt and betrayed, and as if this was a huge overreaction on his end, but I do love him, and if it's my fault, I want to know. It was such a scary experience, which is why I feel it was too much. Is she asking if she's the asshole? Yeah, okay, so... Uh, well, it's not an AITA story. So, um, she's just asking if this is, well, she is asking if it is her fault. She said, if, um, and if it's my fault, I want to know. No. Okay. No, 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 no. I mean, escalating the situation is, is not the way to, to make him chill out. You're not going to yell at him into chilling out. Yes. She said she regrets it. Obviously she also regrets getting out of the vehicle after he screamed at her to get out, which sucks. Um, probably wasn't the wisest decision, but it was his asshole move to leave her there. And again, just like going back to Disneyland in Japan, you don't abandon somebody that you care about. And in this situation, the potential creepiness and awkwardness that can happen for a female who is stuck alone in the place, anybody, but especially a female, happened to her. She got approached by a stranger. He was asking creepy questions. He was touching her hand and offering her a ride. All of the nightmare scenarios were starting to unfold, and he allowed it to happen by abandoning her there. 
Yes, she got out, and that was the wrong that was the wrong move to get out of the vehicle, but he put her in that situation. He's an asshat. He's a brozo. And him doing that puts him at ask on what? I again I'm gonna wear out this ask on one button, but him choosing to leave her there and abandon her in this area after drinking all day. No cell service, no really any kind of survival outfit to be able to navigate her way through it and just just left her. I don't care what is going on. I don't care if you guys like decide to end your relationship right then. I don't care if you found out somebody was cheating right then. You're not going to abandon them in the middle of the freaking woods. You're going to drive them back to wherever. And choosing to put her in that situation makes him an ass come one. And then, and then when he reaches out and his messages come through, he's like, hey, you have my wallet. Not, uh, not, hey, are you alive? Have you been abducted? It's, hey, you got my wallet. Where are you at? Brozo. I gave your, gave your wallet to some creepy guy who was offering me a ride and touching my hand. Um, I gave him your wallet so that he'd go away. Hey there, it's Dusty Thunder again with another AITA story for you. This one is, am I the astronaut for finally telling my mother-in-law that her mac and cheese tastes terrible? My husband, 30 male, and I, 28 female, have been married for two years, together for five years, and currently six months pregnant. We're very excited and blessed because I've had some complications in getting pregnant. I have a very good relationship with my in-laws, and if any of us ever had a problem, we are able to talk it through. Except one thing. My mother-in-law has her famous mac and cheese that everyone in her family absolutely loves. I, however, found it disgusting on day one, but didn't want to come off as rude and ungrateful, so I pulled through it without saying anything. I told my husband about it, and he said that his mother has been making it for decades, perfecting the recipe, and she would be deeply offended if anybody ever told her anything bad about her mac and cheese, so I should just find the right moment to tell her. He, for some reason, loves it, so he didn't want to be the one to tell her, which I totally understand because it is my issue, and I have had to deal with it. It's been almost two years of me pretending. So two days ago, I've decided to just tell her. It was a family dinner where my husband's parents had invited us to come over, and of course, his mother was making her so-called famous mac and cheese. I almost threw up at the smell, and I couldn't bear the thought of eating it, probably because I was pregnant. So at dinner, when I was offered the mac and cheese, I politely declined and said, no thank you. My mother-in-law looked at me and asked, why, you should eat. Good for the baby. And I just went right out with, I'm sorry, but I don't like your mac and cheese. Everything else tastes delicious, but this is the one thing that I simply cannot eat anymore. She looked so deeply offended and she literally snapped, well, thanks for being honest, and didn't even look or speak to me for the rest of the evening. My husband was on my side and tried to speak to his mother, but all I know is that it didn't work because she has been cold to me ever since. What was wrong with the mac and cheese? Her perfecting the recipe ended up with this result. Mac and cheese combined with salmon, kimchi, pineapple, seaweed salad, collard green, onions, and garlic. I don't have a problem with the greens or onion, but the rest tastes so disgustingly wrong with mac and cheese. However, the reason why I think I might have been an asshole is because, like my husband said, she has been perfecting this recipe for years. Her entire family loves it, and I tell her that her perfected and loved mac and cheese is terrible. Am I the asshole? Edit, I did tell her that because I'm pregnant, it wasn't possible for me to stomach the ingredients, but she still didn't want to talk to me. Another edit, I'm French and my husband's family is Korean, so that will explain the ingredients. I do enjoy salmon, kimchi, and seaweed salads, but it greatly depends on which dishes it's served with. And since I've been pregnant, I've even developed an aversion to several foods that I used to love. 
So the question is, am I the asshole for finally telling my mother-in-law that her mac and cheese tastes terrible? Here's where I'm confused. She didn't tell her her mac and cheese tasted terrible. What she said was... I'm sorry, but I don't like your mac and cheese. Everything else tastes delicious, but this is the one thing I simply cannot eat anymore. That's what she said. She didn't say it's disgusting. She didn't say it's terrible. She didn't say I'm makes me want to vomit. She didn't say any of that. She said this is the one thing I simply cannot eat anymore. So it's less harsh than she's portraying it to be, at least if if the scenario is accurate that we've been presented with here. Also, not everybody likes the same damn thing. It's pretty simple to be like, yeah, it just didn't hit my taste buds right. It's some, it's a me problem. Like, I get it. It's a me problem. Everybody else loves it. I'm sure it's lovely, but for whatever reason, my taste buds just don't get it. Um, or COVID screwed up taste buds for, for tons of people. And she says this has been two years. Well, the timing kind of gives you an out there so that you can say, yeah, it's, it's probably a COVID thing. It screwed up my taste buds. And this thing that probably before then would have tasted great to me. It just, it hits me wrong. It's pretty easy to say that without somebody taking it personally, but OP didn't say it was terrible here. She said, I'm sorry. It's just, this is the one thing I cannot eat anymore. And she's pregnant. So you would think that there would be an inference there that it is due to the pregnancy, but mother-in-law here still got defensive about it. So I don't, I don't know. The question is, am I the astronaut for finally telling my mother-in-law that her mac and cheese tastes terrible? Uh, I mean, there, there are options. There are plenty of options, but what she said to me wasn't even harsh. It's just like, ah, it's just, it's just not my thing. Well, I mean, there, there are some cultural differences, differences here. So that, that accounts for a lot of it here, but I, I don't think it's that hard to be like, you know what? It just doesn't tickle my fancy. You know what I mean? I'm a picky eater. I'd probably give it a shot because pretty much everything that was mentioned in there is something that I would eat. So I'll be like, yeah, I'm like Joey when it comes to food. It's the traditional English trifle. It's like beef, good. Peas, good. Custard, good. Put them all together. It's fine with me. It's going to end up together down here anyway. That's fine. Again, it's like I'm I'm probably a little more adventurous when it comes to that kind of thing. OP, in this case, I don't feel like came across harsh. NTA. And the pregnancy is an easy out there. You didn't tell her it was terrible. You said it's the one thing you cannot eat anymore. And the way that you said that to me sounds like, oh, it's because you're pregnant. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of things she could have said to soften the blow there, but I don't think she said anything that insulted the dish or her cooking or anything. It was on mother-in-law to take it personally. And I understand that. It's her It's her very personal. She has ownership over this recipe. I get it. I get it, but I don't feel like OP did anything that was offensive here at all. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.